We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, finally, we've got more actual details about the Ravens offer to Lamar Jackson that were really eye-opening, and they will help us to more accurately assess what's going on. Yeah, and Sarah, these new figures poke a hole in one negative narrative that's been hurled at Baltimore's front office for several months and running. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Tuesday, March 14th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. So, Sarah, as expected, the unofficial start to Ravens free agency began with a bang on Monday, and we've got a slew of moves to review and make sense of. Plus, a look at the overall market trends for Monday, including an interesting development at wide receiver. We have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So, Sarah, after seven months of vague and contradictory reporting on the offer Baltimore made to Lamar Jackson, we finally, finally have more concrete details, and they're pretty eye-opening. Yeah, very much so, Bobby. Uh, For the first time in all of these months, I can finally say that we have some numbers that I personally actually trust, and I'll explain why more in a little bit, but let's first get to what Adam Schefter revealed on his podcast on Monday. Chris, Mort and I reported on this last September, when Lamar Jackson was offered a deal that he turned down, that included at the time it was offered $133 million due at signing. $133 million guaranteed. The contract also had injury guarantees that brought the guarantees up to $175 million. And it then had a springing guarantee that could have brought the value of the contract, the guaranteed money in the contract, to two hundred million dollars in guarantees those guarantees were way more than kyler murray got from arizona way more than russell wilson got from the denver broncos and yes those were the actual numbers and that was the situation so those really are the guarantees for lamar jackson it also was reported on the injury guarantee 168 million but another 7 million was guaranteed uh that would have come due on the fifth day of 2026 making it 175. So the real guarantees in Lamar's contract were 133 million at signing, 175 with injury, and 200 million on a springing guarantee 
that would have kicked in if he was still on the roster on the fifth day of the league year in 2026. So maybe it's not a guarantee, but he would have had to been on the roster for three more years and then 25 more million would have become guaranteed to make it 200 million. Bottom line, Lamar Jackson passed up a lot of guaranteed money in the hopes that he would get a fully guaranteed contract. And not to say that won't, not to say that some team won't give that to him now, but I think it's a tall order. He's got the help of the NFL Players Association. They're going to try to get this done. But I just don't see a team out there right now that's going to be willing to fully guarantee his contract. All right, so obviously lots of new details there. And what I'd like to do now, Bobby, now that we have these details, is summarize what Schefter just said in comparison to Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and Deshaun Watson. We've never been able to make apples-to-apple comparisons with these three because we've never had this level of detail. Now, before I do, it's important to note that I'm not comparing Lamar to these three quarterbacks based on their play. Lamar is a better quarterback than all three in my view. I'm comparing them because these are currently the highest paid players in NFL history in terms of total guarantees. And that's how the market is decided. That's how the top of the market is determined. It's based on the highest and newest contracts out there. All right. So first, based on what Adam just reported, here's the fully guaranteed money at signing for each guy. Kyler Murray was $103 million. Russell Wilson, 124, Lamar Jackson, 133, and Deshaun Watson, as we know, 230 million. So Lamar was offered, as we know, the second most fully guaranteed money in NFL history behind Watson. Yeah, and Sarah, it should probably be noted that we did know those specific numbers already, but oftentimes this number for Lamar, the 133, was compared to the total guarantees for others, making it seem like from afar or on the outside, that Baltimore's offer was disrespectful. Absolutely, that happened. It was conflating of numbers, and Stephen A. Smith led the charge in creating that confusion. So he was either ignorant of the situation or deceptive. Everyone can decide for themselves. All right, let's move on to money guaranteed for injury. Now, these numbers we did not have on Lamar Jackson. Guaranteed for injury, Kyler Murray was $161 million. Russell Wilson, it's a little vague as I do my research, but it looks to be around $160 million too. And then Lamar Jackson, $175 million. Deshaun Watson obviously doesn't have this category in his contract because he was, was fully guaranteed. So again, Lamar was offered the second most in NFL history in injury-guaranteed money, technically still behind Watson, even though the category doesn't exist. Like I said, he still will get that $230 million. So for Lamar, what this means is that if he suffered a career-ending injury at any point before 2026, he'd get $175 million. If he doesn't get hurt before then, well, he rakes in the full value of the deal up to that point. So win-win. Okay, and finally, here's a comparison of the total guaranteed money. Again, we've never been able to do this comparison. The total guaranteed money for Russell Wilson, $161 million. Kyler Murray, $189 million. Lamar Jackson, $200 million. Boy, is it finally nice to see all three numbers in perspective, right? Back to back to back. And, you know, Sarah, I think I'm probably going to try and lob some questions to you that I know we've both gotten on social media here over the next couple of minutes. So first and foremost, who do you think is the source of this information provided to Schefter? Yeah, Bobby, it's no doubt 
It is the NFLPA. And I can say that with confidence because Adam says at the beginning of that clip that we just played that he and Chris Mortensen had these figures way back in September. So if you go back to that initial report from September, in it, they clearly named NFLPA sources. It's right there in black and white. Plus, Eric DaCosta also confirmed that those original leaks were from the union. Yeah, and as we chatted about offline on Monday, uh, I actually overlooked that in my instant reaction on my personal YouTube channel. So I appreciated you clearing that up and being so on top of it. But that brings us to the second question. So if Schefter and Mortensen had these details back in September, like we know they did, why didn't they reveal them then in those initial reports? Yeah, Bobby, I mean, this is my personal biggest question. To me, it's bananas that they had these details, but they weren't reported back then. I mean, they clearly had them. He just said they did. And on top of that, a couple months ago, Mort texted Marcus Spears and corrected him because he was conflating figures on TV and attacking the Ravens with it. We played that clip when Spears figured it out, when Spears said the total guarantee was $200 million. Even Stephen A. was there and said that number was not disrespectful once he learned of it. I, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, Stephen A. later went on to reject that figure and went back to conflating. So apparently Stephen A. had a source that said the Ravens were lying about the numbers, but that's kind of crazy because these numbers are coming from the NFLPA. Anyway, I'm glad. Yes, I'm very glad that we finally have these details, but if I personally could ask Schefter one question, and I won't, I won't get that audience, it would be, why weren't these details in the initial article on ESPN when the news broke seven months ago? It would have cleared up so much confusion. It would have changed so many silly debates based on vague or just false information. All right, that takes us to the third question. We both know that ESPN has been all over the place with its reporting. Maybe they wouldn't have been like that if Schefter had released it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Sarah, you made a Twitter video showing how the network has contradicted itself time and time again throughout this process. So what does make you trust these numbers now? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, here's why I do trust these, and I haven't been able to fully trust anything before this, and it's because we now have enough data points from several different reporters inside ESPN and outside, and these reporters with various different sources to finally get a more complete picture. Everyone had the 133 million fully guaranteed number. Then Lamar himself told Diana Rossini that guarantees were between 160 and 180 million, and Jeff Zrebeck corroborated their conversation. And Josina Anderson also reported it was around 180. So this 175 million injury guarantees, that lines up with all these different reports from various places. And now this is the second time I'm hearing 200 million in total guarantees. So yeah, the numbers finally line up. And even if everything's not exactly right to the, to the T, I feel very confident that these numbers here that Schefter just reported they're they're certainly close. And lastly, Sarah, do you now do you feel like you now have enough information to form an opinion on whether the Ravens offer was fair? Because it's crazy. Despite all of this now being readily available, folks still feel like this wasn't good enough. Yeah, I personally have held off on a definitive opinion lately because of so much confusion. But now that we know the Ravens offered Lamar in each guaranteed category and that each one was the second most in NFL history, putting that all together, to me, it completely blows out the disrespectful narrative. 
and the accusations from that thrown at the Ravens. It wasn't disrespectful. In fact, in my view, it was completely fair because it's more guarantees than anybody in the league outside of Deshaun. Now, that doesn't mean that I think Lamar should have accepted the offer. He clearly has a number in mind that's closer to Watson's. Lamar rightfully gets to say that, hey, Ravens, look, that's the new standard in the QB market. And the Ravens get to say that Watson and the Browns are an outlier because of Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray were after. And as I just showed, he's he got they offered more than those two guys. So that's exactly what the contract dispute is all about. And that's fine. But in my view, the Ravens aren't being disrespectful, nor is Lamar being greedy. There is a disagreement about the market, and that's why Lamar has been given the non-exclusive franchise tag. That tag, that's the hope that the market will give an unbiased opinion on his value to finally settle their dispute. And time will tell whether it's this offseason or some other offseason or whenever, time will tell and the market will give its answer eventually. Still to come here on The Vault, we're breaking down the unofficial start to free agency in Baltimore after a busy, busy Monday. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Bobby, let's run through how things played out on Monday, which was the beginning of the NFL's legal tampering period as we push closer and closer to Wednesday afternoon's commencement of the 2023 league year. Yeah, and Sarah, just some housekeeping here before we dive in. It's important to note that none of these signings will be confirmed by NFL teams until after Wednesday, March 15th at 4 p.m. Eastern. But let's begin with Baltimore's decision to release 15-year veteran and no doubt a future Hall of Fame defensive end in Calais Campbell after three seasons with the Ravens. This was a move primarily made with creating cap space in mind, which it certainly did at $7 million, uh, of course, in order to fit Lamar Jackson's tag under the team's salary cap. 
Now, it's obviously a tough blow on a number of levels to this team, but this is one of the hard realities of life with your franchise QB occupying major space on the tag. And Bobby, if there is any room for optimism about a potential reuniting, it would be this. In Eric DaCosta's statement attached to Campbell's release, he included the following, quote, With his passion, leadership, and toughness, Calais has undoubtedly produced a Hall of Fame-worthy career. While this is the worst part of the business, we have not closed the door on the possibility of him returning to our team in the future, close quote. Yeah, and Sarah, you know our girl, our new friend, Josina Anderson, already has the scoop from Calais himself. He shared this in a text message to her, quote, I love Baltimore, but everything happens for a reason. I am going to be ready to dominate for someone next season. Some team is going to get a beast out there, close quote. And, you know, Sarah, the big fella has made it clear that at this point in his career, he's chasing a Lombardi trophy and he's willing to do whatever it takes. Of course, he's chasing that uh, that 100th career sack that he's knocking on the door of at 99 total as well. But obviously, the Lombardi is probably more important to him. But with that in mind... He's probably going to want to have some confidence in who the QB is for whichever team he ultimately decides on. And as we all know, that's not exactly stable at the moment in Baltimore. So let's see how the free agent market treats him in the meantime. And who knows, we could be revisiting this conversation in the coming weeks. But next up on our free agency tracker is guard Ben Powers, who cashed in big time with the Denver Broncos on a four-year deal worth $52 million. Powers led Baltimore with over 1,000 snaps logged in 2022, and that made him the only Ravens player to participate in every offensive play last year. The former 2019 fourth-round pick ranked 10th among all NFL guards in pass-block win rate and second among guards in run-block win rate last season, and it was a heck of a turnaround. And Bobby, and that's why we definitely saw this move coming. Uh, And good for Ben Powers, too. For him to have been viewed as a bubble guy to make the 53-man roster just last summer and now where he is with the money he just got, that's one heck of a turnaround and one that the Ravens are expected to see some return on. Because according to Over the Caps' Nick Cordy, Baltimore is projected to earn a 2024 fourth-round compensatory pick as a result. So they turned a former fourth-rounder into a starter, and now they'll get another fourth-rounder in compensatory picks. All right, Bobby, what else went down on Monday? Yeah, so the Minnesota Vikings agreed to terms with tight end Josh Oliver on a three-year, $21 million deal. The 25-year-old backup logged just 14 catches in Baltimore a season ago, but He is widely regarded as one of the league's top blocking tight ends. And being that Eric DaCosta traded a conditional seventh-round draft pick for him in 2021, the return is also expected to come in the form of a compensatory selection. It's looking like a 2024 sixth-rounder is in play here, according to Over the Cap. And, you know, with Mark Andrews signed long-term and both Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kohler still on their rookie deals, I think, again, we kind of saw this one coming. but. Overall, that's where things stand at the moment, Sarah. So Chuck Clark was traded to the Jets last week in exchange for a 2024 seventh rounder. Calais Campbell set the test out free agency, having been released. Ben Powers earned a huge payday and is Denver bound, while Josh Oliver packs his bags for Minnesota to move some bodies around in the run game for the Vikings. So again, as we tape this on Monday night, that's the latest.
All right, Sarah, now that we're caught up on the Ravens' first day of legal tampering, what can you tell us about the market as a whole? Any trends? Yeah, I would say the thing that certainly stuck out was that not a single wide receiver across the entire league was signed at the time of this recording on Monday. Other than quarterbacks, that's been one of the most sought-after positions in early free agency, and the money for that position has been growing astronomically. Uh, NFL reporter Ari Myrov, he wrote this about the trend, quote, the market is not moving, teams not budging to high valuations, close quote. Now, Bobby, I don't know if this is a sign that the market is starting to taper off for the position or if it's really just a reflection of the free agent wide receiver market this year. I mean, it's not like a group that's led by Jacoby Myers and Juju Smith-Schuster or rehabbing Odell Beckham Jr. These guys don't have GMs around the league swooning for him. Now, there was a report out of Denver that Jerry Judy's name keeps coming up in trade talks, so it sounds like the Broncos are assessing his value. And Judy is still on his rookie contract, and he's obviously very affordable cap-wise. So that report sparked debate among Ravens fans, of course, if he'd be worth the team's 22nd overall pick. Sarah, what's going on with the quarterback market so far? Yeah, well, obviously we want to watch that because we want to know who are the possible suitors for Lamar Jackson and we can scratch the Las Vegas Raiders off the list because they will sign Jimmy Garoppolo when the new league year opens officially on Wednesday. The two sides agreed to a three-year, $67.5 million deal, including $34 million guaranteed, and that's according to Adam Schefter. Meanwhile, it sounded like for a moment that Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets agreed to a deal with Trey Wingo reporting it was done, but Ian Rappaport said it's not. So we'll see what happens there, but it could knock the Jets out of the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes too. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with these free agency nuggets regarding two former Cincinnati Bengals safeties. Jesse Bates is Atlanta-bound on a four-year deal worth just north of $64 million, and Von Bell inked a three-year deal worth $22.5 million with Carolina Panthers. Elsewhere, the Pittsburgh Steelers agreed to a two-year deal with cornerback Patrick Peterson worth $14 million. In other news, the Chicago Bears signed Bills linebacker Tremaine Edmonds to a four-year $72 million deal, $50 million of which is guaranteed. And according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, that's the largest four-year contract for an inside linebacker in the NFL. And finally, the Panthers re-signed former Ravens center Bradley Bozeman to a three-year contract extension it's worth up to $18 million. Man, for the Bears to spend that kind of money, not on Roquan, I guess that tells you what they thought of him, but it's our gain, our gain for sure. But listen, thank you for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. Now, as you know, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll help us keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And we'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today, but again... Be sure to check out our exclusive interview with national NFL insider Josina Anderson if you haven't already done so. 
It is episode number 208 in our archives.